0: Your top stories on Blitz this hour. The Proteus claim a thrilling victory in East London. Maritsburg United down but vertz All of the action from the Netherlands. The latest ahead of Round 3 from Super Rugby. And the Chinese Grand Prix postponed.
1: Eager to reassert their dominance in Super Rugby, the Crusaders tackle the Blues at Eden Park in the opening game of Round 3. The defending champions were beaten by the Chiefs the last time out, forcing Scott Robertson to tinker with his starting side. There's two changes in the team, with a few positional changes in the mix. Robertson has put his faith in youngster Cullen Grace, the 20-year-old making his first Super Rugby start at Blindside. Richie Moonga joins the starting 15 for this game, having rested to nurse knee and groin injuries the last time out. With David Hovili moving back to 15, Will Jordan drops to the bench, along with Mitch Drummond, who makes his way for Brian Hall. It's been two years since the Crusaders last suffered back-to-back defeats, and it's only occurred once under Robertson. For the Blues, it's been six years since they last found a win over the Crusaders. They too lost to the Chiefs back in round one. But they gave a firm response last weekend, easing past the Waratahs 32-12 away from home. They're back in Auckland in Round 3, adding firepower to the lineup. All Blacks duo Patrick Tuipalutu and Ofa Tuingafasi are back in the starting side, with James Parsons also introduced, all three making their first start of the season, with the back line remaining unchanged. Kurt Eklund drops to the bench, providing cover for Parsons. United States flanker Tony Lambourne is among the replacements.
0: The defending champions, the Crusaders will travel to Auckland to face the Blues, while the South Sea Sharks will continue their overseas tour in Wellington when they face the Hurricanes. Locally, there's a derby waiting for you. The Emirates Lions face the DHL Stormers and you can catch the action live on your World of
2: Champions. Pro 14 action continues on the 14th of February when Munster take on the Southern Kings, while on the 15th, Leinster hosts the Cheaters. Catch it live on your World of Champions.
3: Ferrari have taken the wraps off the car they hope will end Lewis Hamilton's dominance of Formula One. During a glittering ceremony at the Teatro Municipale, Valli in Reggio Emilia, on Tuesday the prancing horse revealed their machine called the SF1000 ahead of the season in which they will become the first F1 team to celebrate their 1000th race.
4: To unveil
3: a new car is always exciting and talking
5: about excitement I want to remember something that our founder Enzo Ferrari once said If you ask a kid to draw a car, for sure it will be red. I think that is the feeling that we have in Maranello when we start thinking about a new car, designing it, imagining it, developing it, bringing it to the wind gallery and to the test lab and finally building and assembling it. And it is with that same emotion, after one whole year of planning and development, that we are unveiling it tonight for all the world to see.
3: Four-time world champion Sebastian Vettel is eager to put behind the disappointment of last season where the German finished fifth in the driver's standings
4: to predict but I see first of all that uh, as I think we we touched on uh, there's a lot of hours that went into the car a lot of effort I think it is a step forward I hope uh, it will feel like that when I drive the car but uh, I can you know I can be sure of uh, plenty of commitment from all the people that are here part of the team all the people on uh, all the, the part of the team that's in Maranello working right now as well to uh, yeah to uh, improve the car even further So I think that's something we we can rely on, we trust on, Um, that's definitely something that I see if I had a crystal ball. Um, But for the rest, I think uh, that's also the the part of the adventure is uh, we we have to be patient and have to wait.
3: Charles Leclerc impressed all in his first season at Ferrari with two Grand Prix wins and claiming the pole trophy for starting on pole more than any other driver during the season. And a 22-year-old is ready to tackle his second season with the Italian manufacturers.
1: It's a little bit different uh, just because now I know the team, I know more or less the car, obviously this year it's a new car but it's still a, an improvement of last year's car so we've been working all together to make it better and, uh, and to be uh, more ready for, for this year. Um, I, know, I know the people, um, so yeah, it's, um, it's, a, it's a good season, uh, it's, a, it's a big challenge and I can't wait to drive the car.
0: The Chinese Grand Prix has been postponed as a result of the coronavirus outbreak. The FIA has accepted a request from Chinese organisers to postpone the Shanghai race, which was due to take place on April the 19th. In a statement, it added all parties would take the appropriate amount of time to discuss potential new dates. A decision has been made to ensure the health and safety of drivers, staff and fans. It's the first time since 2011 that a Formula One race has been postponed. The start of the 2020 Formula 1 season is inching ever closer. The Australian Grand Prix is first on the agenda and all of the action is live on your World of Champions Supersport. Tiger Woods will continue
5: his pursuit of a record-breaking 83rd PGA Tour win at this year's Genesis Open at Riviera. The famed country club in Southern California holds a special significance for Woods as it's the site of his PGA Tour debut as an amateur in 1992. However, the 44-year-old has never won at the Riviera in 12 appearances. Last year, J.B. Holmes triumphed with Woods finishing tied for 15th, eight strokes
3: back. You know, I've, I've played in, in a number of events over the years and for me not to win an event that uh, has meant so much to me in, in my hometown, um, I've done well in San Diego, but I've done well at Sherwood. Just haven't done well here, and so uh, hopefully that I can put it together this week, and um, we'll have a we'll have a great conversation on Sunday.
5: In its first year as an Invitational, the field has shrunk from 144 plays to just 120, and will be highly competitive. Woods knows he needs to iron out a few issues, mostly on the greens, if
3: he's to have a shot. Historically, never really putted well here. Um, I've I've played here so many rounds, and uh, it, it suits a, a natural cutter of the golf ball. So I mean, figured that's what I have done pretty much my entire career. Um, but when it comes right down to it, you've I mean, you got to hit the ball well here and because the greens are so small and they're so slopey. Um, but for some reason, everything kind of breaks towards six, and I still haven't quite figured that out.
0: The PGA Tour next heads to the Pacific Palisades where the Riviera Country Club will host the Genesis Invitational. You can follow it shot by shot on your World of Champions.
2: The Dimension Data Pro-Am tees off on Thursday here at Fancourt. The 25th edition of one of the Sunshine Tour's most prestigious tournaments has attracted plenty of proven winners. Brandon Stone returned from the Middle East swing on the European Tour for last week's Ram Cape Town Open and is pegging it up again
4: this week. Top 20 is always fantastic. I mean, these guys in South Africa are top-class players and like, a, like they were last week, they'll be tough to beat this week again. And I know that a lot of the boys weren't too chuffed with the European boy taking the trophy home yesterday, oh last week rather. So it's going to be a great week. It's going to be fantastic. We've got a lot of strong, strong players from South Africa representing. Obviously, it's nice to have uh, Christian and George and all the boys back again this week. And
2: yeah, it should be overall a very fun week. Stone will be joined in the field by his father, Kevin. At the age of 53, he pre-qualified on Tuesday at Montague with a 3 under par 69 before advancing through a playoff. Yeah, obviously, I'm a little nervous, you know, because I don't play the same game these guys play. You know, these guys, they bomb it out there for miles and they play a different games. You know, my, my game plan is just, you know, if you stay out of trouble and trying to hit it on the short stuff all the time and go from there. But, uh, yeah, I'm, you know, if I just make the cut, I'll be more than happy, yeah. JC Ritchie has been in fine form. He's won twice already this year in Limpopo and at Danefern, and will certainly be one to watch this week at Fancourt.
4: It's something to play three different golf courses, usually two golf courses is a bit of a struggle. Three golf courses is is definitely something because they three completely different golf courses. They all have different greens, different layouts, um, so to adapt every day. Um, yeah.
2: Toto Timber Junior won the KCB Karen Masters earlier in the season. He missed the cut last week in Cape Town, but is rearing to go this week. Look, I think it's a phenomenal event. To be honest with you, the way they treat us, the way they took care of us, and everything—it's—it's it's, it's such an honor to be here. To be honest with you, you know, I'm I'm so happy. You know, you just want to go out there and play your best golf and and and, and let the club talk. <laughs>
6: South Africa's Olympic preparations were buoyed as they swept the series against the U.S.A. 4-0 in Belito. The final test on Wednesday morning finished 5-1 to South Africa following wins of 4-2, 2-1 and 6-3. The home side were on the board in the 14th and 21st minutes with penalty strokes, converted by Jethro Eustace. Then on the half-hour, Owen Mvimbi was on the end of a long ball, US keeper Jonathan Clarkis was drawn off his line and Mvimbi put the ball home. Then Cassini made it 4-0 with a field goal in the 43rd minute. And there was a goal for either side in the final quarter. First. Christian De Angelis netted for the USA in the 52nd minute, and the game ended on a high for South Africa with Mustafa Kasim setting up Tane Payton for a fine goal in the dying seconds. Afterwards, I spoke to the scorer of South Africa's two penalty flicks, Jethro Eustace.
4: I'm excited, I think. Um, yeah, and very happy about it. I think the boys we got. Pretty much a, a preseason with the S A A series, and then we had uh, two games in the warm-up against USA, and then obviously the four-test series against them in a, in, a, in a Legacy Cup that actually has started something exciting here in Belito and hopefully we build up for years to come and annual tournaments uh, to fight for. I guess the
6: big question after any camp like this is: Are you a better side now than you were when you started?
4: Yeah, I think the coaching staff have put us under pressure. I think the, the team talks and the board talks have been really critical in, in, in those post-match games uh, or post-match meetings. Teams. But yes, I think a lot better. I think we've uh, hit the mark. We, maybe what we were trying to fight for today was a, was a clean, clean, uh, clean sheets in the goals there. But yeah, USA are a nice side to play against and, and they always attack you. So it was difficult to do that. But yes, definitely a strong side together and something that we yeah, we started on a good foot this year, 2020, building up to our Olympic preparation. You're
6: going to be tested now by Germany. That's going to be a different level of foul. hockey, isn't it?
4: Yeah, totally. I think they come off their Pro League, which is a major tournament now that's uh, on the year and or the annual calendar. Um, yeah, it's going to be a different uh, different test and we've got quite a different group together um, with a couple of Europeans going back for their, their league but yes bringing some exciting players to see if we can yeah, give them the opportunity to play at an international level and yes against a top nation like Germany who tend to fight uh, for the Olympic medal uh, in 20, well I suppose at any Olympic Games but for 2020 definitely going to be their striving point so yeah it's going to be a challenge and something that we're excited about because I think uh, we need to challenge ourselves against them. Uh, we also play them in the pool stage of the Olympics so it's going to be something to look
6: <laughs> Jethro Eustace making the point that this is an enormous year for South African men's hockey. They now go on, as he said, to play a test series against Germany. That's going to be a really tough one. But they've done the job here in Belito and Ashton College, who have hosted these four test matches, really must be praised. This is a fantastic surface to play on, and they're hoping that it's going to become a regular international venue.
3: Shona sure, Coxie will be part of Great Britain's Olympic team for the inaugural Olympic climbing event. Coxie is Britain's most successful competitive climber with two overall World Cup titles in her preferred event, bouldering. The 27-year-old is still in disbelief about being part of the team that will represent Great Britain in Tokyo.
4: The Olympics, obviously, is the biggest sporting stage in the world. And I watched the Olympics growing up and always kind of felt quite disconnected to it because I was already competing in a sport that... I never imagined would be part of the Games, especially not during my professional career. So it's even standing here now to say, climbing is gonna be part of the Games sounds crazy. And then to think I'm gonna be part of that is just even crazier. It seems so surreal um, and it's almost not sunken. I don't think it will until I'm stood in Tokyo about to compete.
3: The inaugural Olympic format will combine sports climbing three discipline, speed climbing, bouldering, and lead climbing. All athletes will compete across the three disciplines with the combined scores deciding the final standings.